Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With the Browns-Steelers game just about roughly 28 hours away, Josh and Joe are here. Um, A little preview. It's weird that we are doing... Well, we've never done a preview before on this podcast, but it's weird that we're doing one for a playoff game. So, yeah, the latest WFNY podcast edition of... Brown's Instant Insights, but preview edition. We are live on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube. I I want to be ex- – like, I am excited, but I feel like I'm more optimistic than I should be given the injuries and everything that has to do with COVID. Am I wrong here, or how, how are you feeling, Joe? No, I, I'm actually the same way. Uh, middle of the week when – Kind of like everything seemed like it was going downhill. Uh, I wasn't feeling optimistic, but past couple days, um, just thinking about it, um, and then the guys coming back today, I- I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, I think they got a chance, man. They Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh is they had one good half in the past six weeks, so um, I I feel like this team can the Browns can the Browns are will be in this game. Speaking of, we'll do a little recap of the COVID. Um, Denzel Ward is out. Petonio is out. Kevin Johnson is out, and Cordero Hodge. They're all four of them are out. But Ronnie Harrison got a false positive, so he is actually playing after thinking that he would be out, and then. Who are the other? I'm missing two more. I we just went over this too. <laughs> Harrison Bryant, uh, he'll he'll be back, um, and then Malcolm Smith uh, at linebacker. So Browns get all their linebackers back. I think this might be the first week in quite a while they've had all the healthy linebackers. So um, that's good to see. But yeah, the the major concern is cornerback right now. Um, not having Denzel. That is a huge concern because the cornerbacks outside of Denzel have been like, eh, bad. I'd like bad might even be an understatement sometimes. And now they have to go against Juju, Claypool, Ebron, Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Let's just hope that big Ben doesn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. Like he did most of the season prior to the Colts game. Right. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. It's a rough matchup, just based on receivers, um, because Pittsburgh has some of the more physical and uh, better after the catch uh, receivers in the league, um, and the Browns are going to be out. Probably their two best corners that played this year. Um, Terrence Mitchell hasn't played very well lately, um, but yeah, not having them and having to um, having to rely on uh, Jackson as your starter <laughs> uh, opposite of Terrence Mitchell is not ideal. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, I think they'll have to play more aggressive um, because you gotta, you gotta force big Ben to throw it over your heads um, because he hasn't shown he can this season. Um, so I'm, I'm looking 
I'm looking towards that, uh, seeing if they can just play more aggressive. Don't worry about getting beat over deep, uh, over top. Um, and then they can maybe stick with it there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their running game is nothing that I'm scared of. So I feel like they can, I don't know. It's weird because they shouldn't load the box because their running game's not that good, but I feel like they need to load the box because you can't allow big Ben to have time in the pocket. So it's like, I don't know which way to go there. And speaking of loading the box, you need miles Garrett to be like 90% pre COVID miles Garrett. You can't have him be human. Like, like he's been the last few weeks ever since he came back from COVID. Exactly. Yeah. We, we need, we need, uh, Number one best pass rusher in the league, Miles Garrett today or tomorrow. Um, it, yeah, they they get, they have to get pressure on um, Big Ben. They can't let him just pick apart this defense because they, they will. <laughs> he will. It, it doesn't matter it, because just the corner, the the secondary is just a mess right now, and um, just getting pressure. I would I would like to see more blitzing. Um, just just play downhill, play fast, um, and play aggressive. Because if you sit back against this offense, he'll he'll pick you apart underneath all day, and uh, this secondary can't hold long very long anyway. So yeah, just play aggressive um, and just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you have the linebackers and cornerbacks that you do, even at full. Well, I guess at full strength, it would be a lot different because you'd have Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams, and Denzel yeah. Ward. But as it currently stands, and plus the defensive lines without Vernon, which is a huge loss given, especially with Miles Garrett not playing like he has been. So I feel like the defensive line needs to have the game, not only of the season, but the game of their life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to like blow things out of proportion, but the defensive line literally has to dominate. Yeah, and it's rough too. They're they're not going to have Olivia Vernon back this year, so that's just a another killer. He he would have been huge for this team because he's been the most consistent uh, defender the last uh, probably month or so. Um, but yeah, it's it was horrible timing losing him when they really need him. Um, yeah, it's um, the guys like Adrian Claiborne is going to have to step up. Porter Gustin um, will have to step up. Uh, maybe Joe Jackson if he comes off the bench and uh, plays a little bit. But yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's 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 going to be it has to be a shootout for the Browns to win. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've watched basically every Browns game this season, and I'm 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 a, I'm not a Browns like I don't know every in and out. I guess you'd say. But if you would have just made up some of those names, I would have thought, like, I wouldn't have questioned you. Like, Joe Jackson and whoever else you said. It's crazy that the Browns are 11 and 5 in the playoffs and they're having to lean on their third and fourth stringers at certain positions, honestly. It's crazy crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah, they're going to have to, um, you know, their motto this year has been bend, but don't break. Um, they're going to have to do that uh, this week. I think that's the best they can do, hope for, um, limiting them to field goals, um, having long drives, but holding them, uh, forcing them to punt. But I, I, it's going to be – it's got to be a shootout, I think. And um, 
We'll see. We'll see if we can that's do like, it. That's like the story of the Brown season. Like if you were to describe this every game this season, you just say it's got to be a shootout. Because I mean, the defense is already a, the unit that they couldn't necessarily lean on, knowing the injuries coming into the season. And now with all the injuries plus the COVID stuff, it's. I guess this will lead into what we're talking about next: the offense. The offensive line, they're without Petonio. Um, I know a couple other guys are questionable. I have a feeling they're going to be playing. I mean, it's a playoff game. I have a feeling if they can go out there and be 90%, they're going to play. And you need the offensive line to not only keep a clean pocket for Baker, but you need them to create holes for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the run game. Because especially if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt keep the, the Steelers' offense off the field, I don't, that not only keeps the Steelers' defense sort of on edge and gets them worn out, but it also obviously keeps Pittsburgh's offense off the field, which is the number one priority. Right. Yeah, that's that's what we saw uh, versus Tennessee. Um, they did, they weren't on the field very often in the first half because the offense was was dominating. Uh, they had their best half of their probably that season. Um, so yeah, the the offense line has to play well, but it's going to be not. We we literally don't know who's playing left guard right now. <laughs> we literally don't know who's going to be have to block Cam Hayward. Right. I, that's a problem, right? Like this is the worst matchup on like the the injuries that hit us or and the COVID that hit us this week in cornerback and then at um at guard. It's just we're playing we're placing very good receivers and then probably the best interior. Uh, defense alignment in the league, the duo of uh, Tuit and Hayward. Um, yeah, it's it. It was a rough, rough not having Petonio out there. They're gonna have to um, find ways to help out whoever plays there. Um, it might be done, um, but yeah, they're gonna have to find. You could just made you could <laughs> made up that name too. <laughs> it might be done as in like D O N E or D U N N. <laughs> well, he hasn't even played a snap in the NFL, so like, hey, um, dude, you haven't played a snap yet. Welcome to the playoffs, and welcome, welcome to having the uh, black one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah, here's Cam Hayward. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just not, it's not an ideal situation. Um, this is where coaching has to step up, and we're obviously we're out uh, comes to Oh, perfect. That's I know. Man, the, good news, the news just keeps getting better. <laughs> the coaching has to step up. Oh, it's okay. They're without their head coach. Yeah. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to find ways to avoid that area, um, give them help, extra help. That will be like tight ends or um, the running backs out of the backfield. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to find interesting ways to Dreams. step up. Screen, 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 play action to a tight end, screen, screen, screen. That's what, yeah. and that's what the, because that no, not only runs off the clock, you, I know you, we think it's going to be a shootout, a high score and shootout, but the more time that you take on every possession, the better news it is for the Browns. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to run the ball. Um, I know we haven't seen the, the best running game. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, but they they need to show up today or tomorrow. I keep saying today, um, tomorrow, um, and show show Nick Nick Chubb's got to be the best player on the field again. Um, 
he was kind of held back last week, um, hopefully to, for this game to be fully healthy and ready to go. Um, but Nick Chubb's got to be the best player on the field, and he can be if he wants to, and if he if he's uh, gets the help that he needs uh, in front of him. And this is a weird question, but you just you said Nick Chubb has to be the best player on the field, and I just thought of it. Would you rather have Nick Chubb's best game of his career, or Baker Mayfield's best game of his career? With like, if Nick Chubb does really well, Baker Mayfield's average at best. If Baker Mayfield does really well, Nick Chubb's average at best. Which one would you rather have tomorrow night? Baker. <laughs> Baker. Yeah. Always, always, ba- always the quarterback. Um, because I, I still don't think even if we have a run game, they're still going to score points. So we're going to have to pass it. Some we're going to have to pass it. Um, and having uh, top level Baker would be the best case scenario. Um, that way, he can get us out of um, tight situations. And I really believe he could he could have a big game. Um, it looks like he'll have most of his receivers. Um, Peoples Jones is looking like he'll be back. Um, obviously, they're going to be out with Hodge. Yeah, I say besides Hodge, I think they're at. Well, obviously they're without OBJ too. But besides Hodge yeah. and OBJ, I think he'll have the full cast back. Right. Yeah, especially a tight end too, um, yes. which would be helpful. So um, he's got everything around him. Obviously, he has. Uh, no left guard right now. Um, so he'll have to get the ball out quick. Um, this is where play calling will help too. Um, just finding easy, quick passes, screen plays, as we were talking about play action, rolling away from that pressure, uh, would be helpful. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, I really believe Baker's gonna, he's gonna have a heck of a game. Um, and, and they'll need all of it. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the play call or not the play calling the screens and play action was one of the biggest things that Stefanski was expected to bring to this team. Stefanski obviously is not coaching tomorrow, but I think that literally has to be the biggest part of the game plan. If they, if the offense wants to be successful because the play action, not only opens up the run game, but then if they start being aggressive, run a couple screens, let them be less aggressive. And then, that opens up the run game. And then if it opens up the run game, then the running game opens up those two things. And it's like a perfect, a perfect triangle. I guess you'd say if you do two of them, right, you're going to do the third one. Right. And if you do the third one, right, the other two are much easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely true. Um, It's complimentary football. We talked about it all year. Um, Each, each thing can open up uh, another area of your game. Um, Yeah. Screens will be a big part. I think um, because we, we, I think we saw, I don't think we saw any last week, which kind of shows you that they were kind of maybe holding things back. Um, that, that I point, let's, well, I, I'll interrupt you. Let's hope they were holding things. Yeah, back. that's let's true. That way. Seriously. And, and he, he, um, Stefanski did kind of, kind of tell after the game that he was in terms of Nick Chubb, he was holding him back, trying to uh, preserve him. So I'm assuming that will translate to the play calling too, because a lot of it was it, it was straight standard passing, um, run game with both Chubb and uh, Hunt getting equal carries, which I don't think we'll see. That cannot happen. That cannot. Happen. I know we discussed this after Sunday or on last Sunday too. 
it needs to be as far as carries go, I'd say like 80 20. Yeah. Chubb, obviously. And snaps should be like 70 30. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um and I would like to see them both on the field at the same time. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, get more. Uh, we saw just a little bit in in the um, Giants game when uh, the whole receiving core was out, but I'd like to see more of that. Um, I feel like there's potential there um, that they've been holding back, maybe. Um, but yeah, I it's definitely yeah. Nick Chubb needs to be the the centerpiece of the offense. Um, they can't they can't keep splitting their carries because it's it's a it's a hunt is really good but he's just not the runner that uh chubb is and it, it shows when he's not on the field absolutely yeah it's one of those things like i'll compare the browns offense to ohio state ohio state didn't use their tight ends all season and then the tight ends dominated against clemson i feel like Maybe, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but maybe the Browns have been holding something back for a while now. Maybe they had some play calls because I know we were saying that they had to run more screens for a while now, and then they started to at the end of the season. Besides last week, maybe they were just holding stuff. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like in the NFL, you can't really hold stuff back, given that, especially the Browns barely made the playoffs as it is at eleven and five, which is crazy enough. At, that, but it it's the truth. I mean, if they would have lost to Pittsburgh, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. So right. that's just maybe they were holding something back, or maybe without <laughs> Kevin Stefanski, maybe yeah. they have you know what I mean? Like without Kevin Stefanski, maybe they're going to run different plays than if Stefanski was calling. I don't know. And, and in terms of holding things back, I it could also be just the personnel limitations over the what past month or so that that. It, it might have been just forced not being able to show everything. Um, they didn't have receivers for a whole game. Um, t- tight ends have been out. Uh, Harrison Bryant's been out, and then Hooper's been out a, a game or so. Uh, it's it's been it's been tough. So I, I think that's that's another reason where we haven't seen a full uh, playbook from Stavansky. I think. Um, Overall, I don't think he's been able to do what he wanted to, given all the moving parts on offense and uh, throughout the uh, season. So that could be that could be another point in um, in seeing a different kind of play calling uh, tomorrow, and and we'll, we'll have a different play caller in uh, Van yeah, Help. So I so badly wish that Petonio could play because it would literally be. Basically, full strength for the first time in a long time. Right. Without, I mean, they'd be without Hodge, their third receiver, fourth receiver. They're obviously without OBJ. But if they had Batonio, the offense would be as close to full strength as, as they have been in weeks, if not months. Right. Yeah. We, we haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, it was, we were so close from getting that. And then, uh, we, Batonio's out now. Um, yeah, it's just been a rough season. Um, I like the attitude they've shown this week. What they started practicing yesterday, I think, was the first practice. That's another thing, too. It's just another thing that we had to talk about. It is uh, crazy. I mean, let's just talk about it now. The Browns are without their play caller, they're without their head coach. Uh, prior to week 17, they practiced two and a half hours that week leading up to the Steelers game. 
and now they've practiced one day. I don't know. I haven't I practiced them today. If they're trying, they've, <laughs> they've literally practiced two and a half days in the last two weeks, and one in the biggest game in years. I mean, let's be yeah. honest; it's yeah. one of the it's the biggest game in years. So, obviously, they're going to be fresh because they're not practicing, but the chemistry and the cohesion. I mean, especially with Baker and his wide receivers, you can do that all season. But like, if you don't throw the ball to each other for two weeks, it's going to have some sort of an, an effect. Yeah, this will be a good test for for the adage of whether you rather have healthy side or actually have cohesion um, at practice. Um, I think it's going to be. It might it might show in the first half. Uh, first quarter hopefully just the first quarter but um it might be show early on in the game um some shakiness in the offense especially on offense um just not having the cohesion um that's where that's where i think running game will be key i was just gonna say that yeah because you you hit the hole you find the vision um you know what you're doing um receivers and passing game takes it takes two to get it done, um, running game. Obviously, the offense line has to be together, but um, they know their they know what they need to do. Um, so I think the running game, starting out early with the run game, will be huge for them. Um, just getting and as we we're saying, running running the clock, getting uh, ball control would be huge for them. Um, just so that the offensive passing game can get going. Um, and just uh, ju- they just need time <laughs> because they they just haven't had it. Um, it's been all virtual. And this is probably an easy thing to say, but I feel like if the Browns want to win tomorrow, they need to have the ball for at least thirty six or thirty seven minutes out of the sixty. I would I would say that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because uh-huh. the Steelers, I feel like, aren't going to chew up much clock because they, they have no – I mean, James Conner is decent, but he's not anything close to what the Browns have. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where if you chew up clock, it not, like I said, it not only keeps the Steelers' offense off the field, but it also gets the Pittsburgh's defense tired. So it's like a win-win situation. But then that's obviously much easier if the game is, one, either close, or two, if the Browns had the lead. If the Browns are down 10, 14 points – you're not going to be running the ball much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see the time of possession because the, the Steelers aren't really a big play offense given that big Ben can't throw very far. And uh, the receivers have had a lot of drops and the running game is pretty non-existent. Um, It could be, it could be more even, uh, time is possession because it takes them a while to get down the field too. True. And given given our defense, um, we're going to get up a lot of yards. Um, so it could it could be more even, but um, I agree that um, at least winning the time of possession is probably going to be important. Um, I I think another key for on defense going back to defense is not allowing that run game to get started. We saw it. We saw um, when we played in the first game. Uh, Connor had a good game. Uh, they, they were able to run the ball. We can't allow that. They got to be one dimensional um, because the defense is already 
hamstrung with the secondary. They can't allow Pittsburgh to be a full, full complete offense like uh, like they showed in the first game. One dimensional by well, you can't really allow deep passes, and you can't allow the run game to get going. You can allow short stuff, and I mean, if the Steelers are going to go score a touchdown on like a fifteen play drive, there's nothing you're going to do. Let's be honest. That's but, true. Um, yeah, so you need to hold James <laughs> Conner in check, and then I feel like you need to hold Big Ben kind of in check. Where I, I don't know, it's a like he wasn't throwing the deep ball, but then against the Colts, he did. So mm-hmm. Big Ben's health, just like obviously the Browns are dealing with injuries, Big Ben's health looms large in tomorrow night's game. That's that's where pressure gets. That's where pressure matters. Um, getting hits on him, he'll start. Uh, he's what forty plus or whatever years he, old. He looks. He plays. He looks fifty. Yeah, like he's like fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, and that every hit on an older quarterback takes even more out of you. So it, getting hits on him, it, not even sacks, just pressures, hits. Um, that that will be key in just slowing them down, making them work for it. By the way, I'm not interrupt you. Big Ben is 38 years old. But is he 38? Oh my god, I thought it was 40. He turns 39 on March 2nd. Yeah, if you would have told me he's 45, I would, I would have believed you. Yeah, he does not have the Tom Brady genes, I guess. Um. <laughs> he has more of the Philip Rivers genes. Yeah, especially running ball. He looks all, all three of those guys. Like this old white guy, and they just look so awkward running the ball. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, that's not part of the game. That he, he used to kill the Browns with scrambling. I, I don't know if they call it scrambling. It's just like Joe trotting, like Big Ben trotting. only killed the Browns scrambling when Big Ben literally could do whatever he wanted against <laughs> the Browns for the longest sure, time. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the most painful ones when he scrambled. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, I think he is really a key. And obviously, I know breaking news: the quarterback is important. But um, just how well he plays um, is going to be interesting to see because he's been bad past what six weeks or so. Um, All season, ex- yeah. actually, no, he was pretty good when they started off eleven and zero. Big Ben was average. solid. He was solid. Average. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that's the, I think that will be the determination is, is he average big Ben or is he really bad? Oh my God. He needs to retire big Ben. Um, and that could be the difference in the game. Oh my gosh. You just made me think, imagine. No, okay. I can't, I, I, I need to knock on wood if I'm going to say this. I, I did just now <laughs> imagine if this is big Ben's last playoff game tournament. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, I need to stop thinking like that. (laughs) It's it's worth being optimistic. But speaking of COVID and injuries and all that, um, and the Browns' pass game needing to be important, obviously, Joe Hayden is out. Correct? Um, I'm not quite sure. I I haven't heard that name because it's weird that Joe Hayden is probably the top cornerback. But Joe Hayden, the former Brown, is the Steelers' top cornerback. I mean, if you thought the Browns' cornerbacks are bad. Outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, the Steelers don't have anything much better, honestly. They said they're planning to not play with him. So, there so you that's, go. Uh, 
So that's we'll a, see. hey, Browns, we're not going to tell you that he's out, but yeah, he's out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's their secondary is definitely definitely someone to take advantage of um, besides Minka. That's, he's the, he's the, He's the key in that secondary. Um, yeah, he's the safety that makes everyone else better. And the Browns had a safety like it, that. It's true. Yeah, I know. Well, we might have one, but he's hurt right now. Um, oh, Andrew Sidneho, we do have one. He's oh, back. Yeah. All right, continue. Oh. <laughs> our our key is back, everybody. Andrew Sidneho is back. Actually, um, do you know what? I, I had to do this. Minka Fitzpatrick makes everyone better. The Browns version of that makes everyone worse. But continue. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, the way I think Mayfield, I I wrote it uh, early on Friday um, about the top matchups in the game, and and that was one of them. Minka versus Baker. Um, we saw in the first game a pick six from uh, Fitzpatrick uh, after he was uh, he read Bay, uh, Mayfield's eyes and and picked it off, and that was pretty much the ball game there. Um, yeah, they need the Baker needs to know where he is at all times um, because he can he can derail a play at any time in the game. Um, so knowing where he is, um, being able to uh, use his eyes to to move him across the field and away from the play would be huge. Um, but it, it's it's definitely a guy you got to keep your eye on all game. I have a feeling this would be. Going to be a couple uh, DPJ double moves coming. Those were so I, – I forget who was – I think it was the Titans game when they opened. It was that 75-yard touchdown where yeah. Baker Mayfield looked away and then he looked back at him. Oh, they need to have at least one of those tomorrow. I know. Yeah, they need, they need, to, they need to have big plays. Um, we haven't seen a lot, uh, quite frankly, because the receivers aren't those kind of receivers where they can make big plays. Uh, but DPJ is is one of those guys that could do it. Um, so hopefully we can see um, the offense try to extend it a little bit, get some big plays because the the defense, the Steelers defense, can give up those plays. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can maybe work that in, try to get get a player or two that can um, blow the game up. And as we've been saying, big plays open up their run game. It's so, I mean, it's obviously important to have a good quarterback play and a good running game. But against in a playoff game where the Browns, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of these Browns players haven't been in the playoffs, even if they've come from other teams. So if you can get control of the game on the ground, that is huge. Yeah. Just having a threat of it changes your, changes the way a defense has to play. Um, yeah. It's, just I, that's another thing. Maybe early on, taking a shot, um, taking a shot downfield, seeing if they can get a big play, just to open up the offense. Um, early on, we, I know how many times we've harped on this, but starting fast is going to be so important um, because it's the first playoff game for a lot of these guys, uh, for most of these guys probably. <laughs> um, it's starting off fast, getting them confidence, um, getting the defense, the Steelers, um, kind of thinking, <laughs> feeling, uh oh, what what do we got here? Um, is is key. So 
uh, opening it up, um, big plays, running the ball, as we talked about, um, are the, I think are what what the Browns should uh, should um, should do on uh, on Sunday, and maybe some trick plays. We'll see. And I know this is another obvious thing, but getting the lead early would be such so good. It would not only be good, obviously, because you had the lead, but with the Browns, you haven't been in the playoffs in so long. That is a booster of confidence, and I feel like that's a reminder for the Steelers that the Browns came to play. I mean, you could say Juju said what he said. None of the other Steelers believe that, but let's be honest. Juju said that. A lot of the other Steelers probably believe that in the locker room. No doubt. Yeah. Give them a dose of reality a little bit. I feel like that would be a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, crap. I, I, we got <laughs> we to gotta step up here. Um, it just – you don't want to make it easy for them. That's, that's the key. Like, all of this stuff, you can't make it easy for the Steelers. The Browns made it so easy in that first game. It was over in what – first quarter pretty much they had that pick six and uh they scored really quickly they just cannot make it easy for uh the Steelers yeah I mean and for those of you that don't know Juju basically said the Browns are the same old Browns even though they're in the playoffs and by Browns he means the Browns of basically every season since they came back in 1999 so I mean yeah like I said he can apologize whatever but Juju, I'm sure, is not the only player in that locker room that thinks that. I'm sure it's more than 50%. No matter what they say, it, I'm sure it is. Because the Browns haven't proven anything yet. And until they do, the Steelers are going to think that. So if the Browns can – I mean, I know we've been harping on this for the last few weeks too. But if the Browns can get an early lead, it not so only gives them confidence, it not only gives Van Pelt confidence in play calling, but it's just so huge. Yeah, yeah, because – the, another another thing, as you were starting to point out there, um, is play calling. Like if you fall behind early, you got to throw out a lot of stuff, and it show it it happened in the first Baltimore game um, and the first Pittsburgh game, uh, where they just had a they had to abandon the run pretty quickly, um, and they had to throw the pass game uh, ahead of them, and that was when the passing game wasn't ready to do that. Um, so we just you just want to start early so you can have everything available for you um, to attack their defense. Um, and I, I think that I think the Baker, I love the attitude that the team has had this week. Um, they haven't complained. Obviously, they're, they're probably pissed. <laughs> who would who wouldn't be? Probably. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would it be? But they're not showing it. They're not like. Oh, this is this is like the toughest week of our our uh, our season or whatever. They're they're just putting their head down. They they've been just talking about the game, uh, getting ready for the game in in any way they they uh, they could do. Um, and, and it comes down from Stefanski that that mentality of just one game at a time, um, no excuses, and uh, I think that will help uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and I know that people saying that maybe about the fancy game, Batonio kind of helps the Browns because it takes the pressure off them. But I feel like whatever the Browns do now is just a bonus. Them, no one saw them going eleven and five. Let's be honest. Probably not many people saw them making the playoffs this year. Um, 
I mean, their Vegas over under was like eight games. Eight and eight's not going to make you not going to get in the playoffs. So even if they were at full strength, I feel like they'd have no pressure. But now they really don't have any pressure. Like if they beat the Steelers, I mean, let's be honest, the Steelers have all the pressure. They're the three seed. They're the home team. Yep. Even though there won't be any fans in the stands besides family and friends. Um, they're the team that has dominated the Browns basically ever since 1999. So I feel like the longer the Browns stay in the game, the more pressure that's going to be on the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. It, the Browns should play free on Sunday. They shouldn't have any pressure on them. Obviously, you're going to have a playoff pressure. But no one's no one's expecting anything from you guys. <laughs> like, even the fans. <laughs> like, the fans are happy they made it, happy that they're 11 11- – Eleven and five, and in the playoffs for the first time since two thousand two. There, there's no expectations right now. This is all <laughs> anything past this is just, it's just, uh, it's just everything. It's just gravy. It's just like yeah, the it's gravy. We, already yeah. Had, we already had the dinner and we already got full. Now it's right. just anything past that. It's just right. Sweet. You know what I mean? Like yeah, obviously it's I want. Play. Yeah, I want them to win. Obviously, as a Browns fan. Um, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? But if they lose, like I'm kind of expecting them to lose. That way, if they win, it's awesome. Right. Yeah. Just let's play, pray free, play without any pressure or any um, expectations on you. Just, just go out there and just do what you do, man. Just they showed all year that they've they can they can play with the top teams of the league. They beat the Titans. Uh, they're right there with the Ravens. Um, they 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 have the talent to win, um, but with all the stuff that's going on, and not practicing, they don't have the expect. People aren't expecting them to win, so just go out there, have have fun, as they say as a kid. Um, just have fun and and see where see where you're at at the end of the game. And as we've been saying too, um, it's the second week of January. And we're talking playoffs. Usually, if Joe and I started this podcast prior to the season, we'd probably be on here talking about draft. We'd be talking about the NFL draft and the NFL draft prospects in the Ohio State Alabama game. Let's be real. Probably. So the fact that we're talking Browns playoff preview is such a huge win in itself, no matter what happens tomorrow night. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be fun, man. It's the, the Browns are in the playoffs, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend now. Um, and it's yeah. game, three games a day, one, four, and eight. Right. And we had the national championship Monday night. I mean, it's football heaven. It is. It, we we should really enjoy it. Like, when is we have never experienced this. The Browns are in the playoffs, and the Buckeyes are in the championship the next day. Let's be honest. <laughs> Twitter wasn't even thought of the last time the Browns were in the playoffs. So right. tomorrow night is going to be super interesting now that I think about it. Yeah. That's I feel true. like it's one of those times where you probably don't want to go on Twitter, just like every other Browns game, because <laughs> it's going to be from like zero to one hundred or one hundred to zero with every single play. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just the fun of it, man. It's it's just going to be so much fun. Just the Browns are in the playoffs; they're a playoff team, and they're and they're fighting for next week. They could be in the divisional round, like. Against the Chiefs, but hey, we'll worry about that next week. We'll worry about that next week. But yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man. I can't wait. 
Yeah, same. Like I said, I'm going in with very little expectations tomorrow night. If I just hope th- if it's a one possession game in the fourth quarter, it's going to be awesome. If the Browns are winning with that one possession game, it's going to be really awesome. I just hope the game's close in the fourth quarter. Just to experience real Browns playoff football. Even if they don't have their head coach and play call, even if they don't have their all-pro guard, even if they don't have their best wide receiver, even if they don't have the best cornerback in safety. I mean, the Browns have been – the Browns have had to deal with adversity all season. So right. what says they can't do that tomorrow night? Right. There's nothing different. This they've they've faced this kind of adversity all season. And they're eleven five through that adversity. So I I, I don't I wouldn't bet against them. I, I really wouldn't. I would never bet against this team. They've showed all year that they can rebound from tough losses. They haven't lost back to back games all year. Um, it, it just shows a team that's resilient. Um and we'll just fight for um, every game. You don't you don't see them after those those first two losses versus Baltimore and Pittsburgh. We haven't seen them get just blown off the the field like we've seen so many other Browns teams. Um, they're just showing that the fight and and just the talent that they have. And we should all just have fun tomorrow and enjoy it, man, because they're going to be fighting out there. Have fun, let loose. And just, I, I mean, it's easy for us to say as fans, but I hope they come out with no pressure. Just I, loose. I hope so. Yeah. All right. So I asked Jake this earlier this week. I'll ask you it too. The perfect blueprint for a Browns win tomorrow. Go. Okay. Uh, run the ball first, obviously. Establish the run. Um, do a little um, throw it off uh, deep passes early on, just a couple just to make them start thinking. And then uh, on defense, just as, as we always say. Um, on defense, just pray for the best. <laughs> on defense, I'll, finish yeah. off that, I'll finish off that sentence for you. <laughs> on de- well, on defense, I'll say this. Um, don't let Connor beat you is one thing. Um, and then just try to limit the, the touchdowns. Holding them field goals can be a that, that can be a win for you uh, in this game. Um, just don't beat, don't let Connor beat you. Don't let, um, don't let big plays happen by your mistakes um, is another thing um, in terms of like missed tackles because this team the the Steelers have a lot of guys that can make plays after the catch. So secure tackles will be huge. Um, and then uh, I, I overall, I just think this this team needs to win in a shootout. I think that's the game plan. <laughs> start start scoring early. First team of thirty five wins. I know the running games obviously establishing the run games obviously important, but first team of thirty five wins. I, I can don't see that. Think the winner scores less than thirty five. Oh no! I you know what? Okay, I'll put in a field goal there besides a touchdown. First team of thirty-one so, wins. Thirty-one. I can see yeah. that. that one. I, I, I think. I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I would take the over on whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Just like every other Browns game this season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's going to be a shootout, and I think a shootout works in the Browns' favor um, overall. If it's a struggling to score game, 
that's not a good sign for the Browns. Yeah, if like the if the total for the game is less than I don't know, I feel like I'm Vegas here. If the total for the game is less than 40, I think it's a Browns loss. If it's over 55, I think it's a Browns win. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I'm going in it with no expectations. So whatever happens from here on out happens. I'll either celebrate it or it'll just be like, heck, that was one heck of a season. And I know this is cliche because we're waiting for next year. But this offseason, no matter when it starts, is going to be so damn fun. Right. We'll get to that after whenever the season ends. But this offseason is going to be really freaking fun. Yeah, we actually have, like, areas that we can target rather than, like, the whole damn roster that needs to be. Rather than, like, the NFL draft needs, and it literally lists, like, every single one. Every single one. (laughs) Like, you got quarterback done. So, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Um, But before we get to the offseason, let's just enjoy it. Um, I really think this is my one prediction. Wait, did Joe – is Joe's last name Dolan? All right, continue. (laughs) Uh, just my one prediction. I, I really believe Baker's going to have a heck of a game. I think um, he's going to have a two or more touchdowns, and um, I, I just think he's going to really ball out uh, tomorrow and show that uh, he's the franchise quarterback. All right. Oh, wow. Wait, so we can have an offseason not discussing who <laughs> your franchise quarterback's going to be? Right. <laughs> Um, all right, so Baker has a big game. Another prediction. Who's his top wide out or uh, receiver? It can be tight end or wide receiver. Um, I would say – I'll say Higgins. Higgins. That's his – I think I think when it, when it comes all down to it, he'll go to the guy that he's most comfortable with, and that's Higgins. Um, he's, all, he's been at his whole career. He's been his favorite target. Uh, even though any hasn't played that much, he'll be on the field and catch passes for him. So um, I think I think Higgins is there is is the guy. All right. Well, that's our the first ever and hopefully not our last yes. Browns playoff preview for the Steelers game. Like I said, Can't whatever wait. happens, anything else that happens from here is just a bonus for me. So yeah, tomorrow night eight fifteen. Hopefully the Browns and Steelers close out with. Not only, like, I'd love a Browns win, but I'd just love a really good team. Although a Browns blowout, although I feel like it's, like, <laughs> not going to happen, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would <Yeah>. be amazing. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll be back with you guys tomorrow night after the game. See ya. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 